3: Welcome you to another Untapped and Vinyl. We just, uh, we just released one Saturday, and now I'm going to give you another one today on Tuesday. And this is going to be like... Um, man, we got a lot of good news just to report.
1: You yeah? Got,
3: you got your show back, man.
1: Man, I did. I did. Um, I got my show back on Alt-1017. Um, well, I guess it wasn't my show. Um, Tab got a job with frickin' K-Rock in Los Angeles. So he's moving on. Um, so the night shift became available at alt, and so I got a shift back. Yeah, you know, because um, when we first went on the air, I was doing mornings, and I lost that to uh, to the morning show we have now, because mm-hmm. uh, our company owns it. And you know, I, it was, was kind of tough waking up every morning at like five thirty and you know trying to get a radio show <laughs> together. You know, so I don't know that I really missed the morning show, but I missed having a full time shift. But I've been very I miss ha-
3: having you on the mornings. Because yeah. Uh, I used to listen to Alt One Hundred on my way to work, and it was you know, it's hanging out with Monk in the morning, good music, and yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people I can't even think of those two guys, the morning personalities that uh that y'all have, Woody and Wilcox. Woody and Wilcox. Yeah. Um, my mind has kind of changed a little bit toward them. I still don't listen to it, but a lot of people that listen to Alt One O one Seven, like uh, my buddy Easy and Kennedy, he loves them. Yeah And a lot of people like it And I just like I think I was just butt hurt Because I don't have music, <laughs> You anymore. know You know I mean honestly
1: And I mean this is, my, this is The radio station That I've worked for Since we went on the air um, And the company I've worked for For like you know The past eight or nine years um, I, I was butthurt too um, You know I, I like to think that Out of all of the, the Radio personalities That I've gotten to know Over the years And a lot of them And there's some big Gigantic ugly personalities Out there yeah. A lot of really good people too but I like to think that I don't have an ego. But when I lost that morning show and they moved me to just doing weekends and indies only, yeah. it hurt my ego, and I was like, "Shit, I've got one." Yeah. Oh no, you know. But uh, but now I'm glad to be back in the saddle. Um, it's nice uh, to not have the pressure. Um, of doing a morning show nights you could be a whole lot more relaxed. You can say damn if you want to yeah, every and, and now and again. And everything's
3: already happened that day. Like yeah, know, yeah. Like In my experience, like just listening to morning radio and like having the morning DJ, it's like you're gonna talk a little bit about the weather. Yeah, you're gonna talk a little bit about what's going on the day in town. You can, you can, yeah. It's, it's like making predictions, you know, for the day and like. I wonder if you're going to be right. You know?
1: Sure, yeah, and I'm not a meteorologist, so I yeah. can't predict the weather. You know, yeah. I mean, I could tell you what I see online, but you can do that from your phone as well. You know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, and you probably will. You're not going to listen to what I say because I'm not James Span.
3: Right.
1: You know, Mother Nature's son. But, yeah. uh, but the night shifts are a whole lot easier. It's a lot more relaxed. Um, you can just kind of have. I, th- I feel like you can have a little more personality because when you're doing a radio show in the morning to not have a, a sidekick or somebody to bounce s- stuff off of, mm-hmm. it's a lot more difficult, um, to try to be informative and try to, you know, I always tried to keep it short and sweet, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one well, thought right. per break, you know, yeah, just, just get on through it. Um, I wanted to be a more music kind of morning show, but you know, the company opted I and mean, the company owns, uh, the, the morning show that's currently on Alt 1017. So it was just a, a business move on their end, you know? So
3: yeah. No take, skin take off taking my back. advantage of uh, what they have. Yeah, exactly. You know, getting their product out there. Well, man, before we go too far, we're drinking uh, Wiseacre out of Memphis, Tennessee. We have the adjective animal.
1: Yes, a double IPA. Um,
3: did you picked this up at Lusa?
1: I did not. I picked this up at the the frickin River Hill Chevron. Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, man, they're doing good, dude. They've been having the uh, the ninety minute IPA from uh, from Dogfish Head and the sixty minute. I mean, they've got a nice craft beer selection, man. Um, yeah, this is, I can't, I I don't have my damn glasses on, so I can't, I think it's like 8.8% or something like that. Can you you read that little tiny print? Your eyes are younger than mine. (laughs) Let's
3: see. Right here. Yeah.
1: 8.6. 8.6. Okay. It looked like 8.8, but I got one of them right. So damn it. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, Wiseacre, um, I mean, I'm not afraid to say that I, there's, I was a big supporter of theirs because every time I would go up, I ran the saint Jude half marathon six times, and every time at the end they uh, wiseacre was a big supporter, so I drank wiseacre, I supported them because of that, but I was never really blown away by any of their beers, you know, yeah, uh, I think they're starting to step up their game a lot, and this adjective animal definitely i think it, it puts them on the map I mean this could be their like their anchor, you know what I mean, um as far as good real true craft beer and not something that
3: tastes like domestic stuff, you know yeah. what I mean so cheers cheers man i want to i want to say this is um have you had that miracle worker it's, i have it is a fantastic beer and it's and, not an ipa but it, it's stout. yes
1: and you and i were going we actually said that when we were over at munson's doing the the podcast live i said we got to try that miracle worker and we just we, whatever you chose at the end I was gonna get the miracle worker and then we could like swap up or whatever, but dude like brought us both whatever you suggested and so that's what I <laughs> I don't, we ended I don't even remember
3: what we ended on there.
1: I forget, man. <laughs> I had to go back and listen was, to it. we, yeah. we were fairly Lit up at that point, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean that's typically the way the show goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which, which is fun. Like, what beer did we drink? Have we had this one before on the podcast? I don't know. I want to start. I was drunk. I want to start an untapped on that app just for the show. Mm-hmm. That way we can keep our keep our crap together, you know. That's and it, then people can it, yeah follow and like yeah. Okay, these are the beers that they've done and covered. We and, could do
1: it, man. It's just I mean, all we need is an email address. You know, we'll just use mine. You know, Cause yeah. I, I
3: don't have one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I'm and I'm all up on the. You see, I had I had untapped. Um, for years and I had, uh, 2,300 unique check-ins and I thought, I said like this damn app is making me drink kind of irregular. I'm drinking more beer just so I could have the unique check-in, you know? And I said, I'm drinking. I'm kind of unhealthy about it too. Yeah. So I deleted the freaking thing, canceled my account, everything, boom. So then I'm like, why the hell did I do that? So then months later I decided, well, I'm gonna get back on there. Cannot remember my login to the old account. (laughs) So now it's like Monk on the radio one or something like that. But I cannot remember my login, so (laughs) I lost my twenty three hundred unique check ins, and now I'm like I'm almost five hundred or so, you know. Now, so I'm I'm getting back in the game, you know, because that's, you know, I don't know a lot of people that I've hung out with. They don't like drinking like that. Like I don't care if I could build my own six pack every time I sat down to to go went to a party or whatever. I'm totally cool with drinking six different beers. Because I get those unique check ins, I get to try different mm-hmm. flavors and see what other crafters are doing. So you know, I don't I like, mind I it.
3: like it. Uh, that day that we hung out at uh, at Jamie's by the uh-huh. pool, and you and I both brought a cooler, and we both just that was had, my like, birthday weekend. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. We, we both our cooler was just very diverse. Yes. And was yes. a lot of fun. We just go here, have this. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love it, man. I mean, that's my favorite thing. I mean, that's what craft beer is all about, you know? Yeah. I mean, you find your favorites. You find your go-tos. You find your easy drinking stuff and, you know.
3: I was hanging out at uh, Munson & Brothers yesterday, mm-hmm. which was would be Saturday. Uh, for those listening, it's when I uploaded the episode. That's what I was hanging out there for. And, you know, I'm just I'm hanging out in, inside, you know, at that little bar where we recorded. And I'm just hearing everybody come in and make their orders. And uh, this chick steps up and said, I'll have another ghost. And I said, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just, I'll take a miracle worker. And I was like, man, y'all, y'all are killing it out there. Yeah, yeah. But, what, but the thing about the selection, and if you haven't been to Munson Brothers Beer Garden yet, they have a fantastic selection of beer. They do.
1: And it's, it's, I think it's something that Columbus needs. I wanted to, when I first moved back to Columbus... I thought if you build it, they will come and you know, Munson and them, they're a little more innovative than I am. (laughs) I'm a little more, I procrastinate a lot, so I never did it uh, and they did it. And I mean, it's, it's, I think it's working for them. I hope it works for them because shit, we lost, um, we lost Melissa and, and Barb over at the elbow room whenever that closed. I I mean, that was that they they, mean, Melissa was in on the craft beer thing. Um, you know, shout out to MJ Duncan one on Instagram. <laughs> She's pretty awesome. But, yeah, so I'm glad to see that Lance and, and Ryan are really, you know, bringing craft beer to Columbus because, shit, I grew up here. You need something. You, you need – there's nothing else to do in this town.
3: Yeah, and uh, I've noticed it just the crowd uh, when I go out there to hang out. And sometimes I'll go out there into the beer garden. Most of the time I'll just hang out inside and, you know, shoot the crowd with – uh, John or Lance or Ryan, whoever's working. Yeah. But um, the Air Force community has gotten behind it. Very much so. And the thing about Columbus is, I think about Zachary's, if you can get the Air Force to support what you do, you'll always have business. Yeah,
1: most definitely. And and the cool thing about craft beer is the majority of those people that are at the airbase, they have lived in towns where craft beer is a freaking thing. That's right. You know, most people who are in Columbus, they know their PBRs or their Bud Lights and mm-hmm. Bud White, You know, that's what they know. So they kind of stick to that, you know. And, and, and the craft beer world is so vast that I can understand how some people would be kind of um, intimidated by getting into the craft beer world. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much to offer. There's so many different flavors, you know. I mean, from jalapeno beers to freaking. Birthday cake beers, you know. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean,
3: and for all those potheads out there, you have the four twenties. Yes,
1: all those strain beers. We talked about that last yeah, night. Yeah, we, yeah, My girlfriend and I was like, man, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not. I've never been, uh, you know, a person to, to. I have smoked a lot of pot, but I always hated the aftertaste. But, but yes, and but I, I don't regularly smoke pot. But I just, I never. That taste sucks. Now, mm-hmm. why would I want that in my freaking beer? I just right. I don't understand it. There's one called the Hemperator or, or yeah. the, whatever. The, the Hemperator. It's,
3: it's got the fish.
1: Oh, my God. No, no, no. That's the 420 strain from from uh, Sweetwater. That's but, right. But, yeah, the Hemperator is from some damn where. I don't Bells or somebody. I, we've just, had that. I that's think. a little much. It's a little much for me, man. I don't it like, even I smells don't, dank. Yes. Yes. Mm-mm. Not for me, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I just give me the floral. I don't need the stinky. So, I mean, what,
3: what what are we going to say about the
1: Adjective Animal? I mean, Adjective Animal is solid. It's a good, easy-drinking, double IPA. Um, it's maybe not as floral as I prefer my IPAs. I'll give you another sip there and check it out. I mean, it hits. It hits like it should. It, it's not boozy like I expect a double IPA to be. No, it's not. You know? Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an easy-drinking one. I'd say a four. Out of five, yes. Um, I'll, I'll agree with the four. Yeah, yeah. Probably the biggest rating I've given a Wiseacre product. Um, but like I said, this should be their anchor. This right here could put them on the map as to making some you know solid. And and it's been a while since I've tried Wiseacre outside of adjective animals. So
3: what's crazy to me is when I think double IP, or you know double IPA. Is I think snake handler. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think everybody I, should. <laughs> I think boozy. I think it's going to kick me right in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. And this one is very smooth. Yes,
1: and it'll sneak up on you. They sell them in four packs, so by the time you get that fourth
3: one, you've got a swinging eight point six. That here. shit'll.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll be spun around, man. Be sideways before you know it.
3: Cool, man. Just back to the news uh, for a minute. Is um, I don't know. We've talked about it a little bit in the past, but eventually you're going to have your beer back.
1: Yes. Um, hopefully. That's, hopefully. That is that is the plan, yes. And
3: that was with Black Warrior? Uh, no, uh,
1: Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers um, Brewing Company did a, a beer years ago, and it was called Monk on the Radio. It was named after me, my buddy Jeremiah. He and I had a conversation. He was like, man, he was ta- telling me all about Trappist. Go ahead.
3: I want this to be your logo on the can is like you know your little candle in there with lebowski the saint <laughs> you want me to be as a monk yeah you should on have the cu- and, and on it, the thing it, yeah instead of like you know the, the, <laughs> the heart with the like have yeah have like a little pint glass or like yeah, some kind a of a mug pint
1: glass yeah. and kind of like doing a little yeah crazy eye like this yeah. right here or something yeah
3: and just give a little halo <laughs> yeah
1: so to, so to give everybody some some backstory uh jeremiah uh And I had a conversation one night about Trappist beers and he told me all about them. He talked to me. Which is a miracle worker. We were at, yes, we were at that Lusa brews and he talked me into buying a four pack of Chimay. I paid $21 for a four pack of beer. Wow. Got it home. I've done it though. Drank one. And I was, and I I texted him. I said, dude, I don't like this beer. And at that point he said in his mind, he said, I'm going to brew a beer that monk likes. Um, so we had had a previous conversation drunkenly at Lusa where I told him my favorite smell and flavor is crack cracked peppercorn. peppercorn. And I said, I would love to have a beer that's brewed with cracked peppercorn. So he makes up the Monk on the Radio. Originally, the beer was called Handjob because he hand ground all of the peppercorn and uh, coriander for the, for the end of the boil. And so it was called Handjob, and he was telling me about that's it and an showing me. That's a really good name. And, and he pulled up on his phone, and it was the recipe, and he showed me everything. And at the top, it said Monk on the Radio. I said, dude, just call it Monk on the Radio. That way, I can help you out. You help me out. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And in 2015, it was the number two best-selling beer in Tuscaloosa behind Bud Light. So I take that as a fucking honor, yeah, a badge of honor. No kidding. And it was available in the publics all throughout Alabama. So, I got around Alabama. That's just cool, you know. Yeah. So, so really like to not give too much information out. Um Monk on the radio is back in the works. So, we'll just leave it at that. It's back in the works. We're we're talking, we're trying to get the beer back in Tuscaloosa and you know, shit, I would love to, you know, be all over the state of Alabama and get into Mississippi and it would be great, you know, uh Georgia, whatever. You know, I'll take what I can get, but um Yeah, Monk on the Radio hopefully will be back pretty soon. It may not be called Monk on the Radio, Mm -hmm. but it will have Monk in it somewhere.
3: There you go. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, You got your show back, uh, Possibility of the Beer. I just want to give a shout-out to Oz Music and uh, Druid City Brewing. They're right neck and neck. If you're unaware, you're in the Tuscaloosa area. Uh, Alabama didn't play this weekend, but when Alabama wins – by the amount that they win, up to 33%, is how they'll give a discount off of anything in store as long as it wasn't already on sale. So if you are someone who wants to get in the vinyl or wants to get into records, definitely, it's, it's a good Sunday. Like, yeah. If
1: Alabama is twenty points above there, get, you get twenty percent off. off. So yeah. And that might
3: be your favorite record. Like I know like some of my favorite vinyls I don't own because they're like sixty bucks. Yeah. But when you give me twenty percent off, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. That record sounds a whole lot better when you got it at a discounted <laughs> yeah. price. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, Jason and, and all the staff over there, they've always been solid with me. Um, I love Oz music,
3: and you got your Druid City head on, and uh, I cannot wait till they get into the new building. You know, it's a thing; it's the time of the season. You know, uh, thank God, twenty twenty is almost over. Praise Jesus,
1: <laughs> oh, my good Lord! It has been—I don't know, man. It's—and it, it just keeps knocking. You know what I mean? It's just like, fuck! Can we not you know, we get have out the, of this? Friday the thirteenth.
3: I didn't want to leave my house
1: that day, <laughs> but I had to get up and go to work. Yeah, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was dead at the Arts Council that day, so, I mean, I did my radio show and, and did the Arts Council, so I made it through. You know, no werewolves <laughs> jumped in on me or nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you kind of expect that 2020, there's something shit's going to happen, you know, with yeah. the coronavirus and right. all the hurricanes, man. I think we're now into like the... Aren't they doing like the Latin names and shit now, or something? I mean, I'm
3: telling crazy. you what, just like start giving these uh, these these hurt. We should just number them now. Yeah, and, so, and I
1: mean, you know, and not to get political, which we never have, but I mean this 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 election that will not end. You
3: know, like, it, it reminds me, and I was I wasn't that old then, but it reminds me of 2000 with yeah. Bush Gore. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that went on for a way. Yes, it went on for. Th- I, 23
1: days or 32 right. days. Yeah. So
3: I'm a, we're approaching that, that mark.
1: Yeah. We're getting closer, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can finally go to sleep at night and not curl up in the fetal position, you know, crying over politics anymore. You know, it's <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> I'm good. Oh shit. Yeah. It's been, it's been a, I mean, this a whole year, just everything. Business is closing down. Um, you know the the radio station, and that's we, why I wanted to plug Oz and Druid City. In. Yeah, wow, we could support your local. I mean, I don't know Monson if you're listening. Brothers, you if know. you're listening in freaking you know Alexandria, Virginia, or you're listening in in Hammond, Louisiana, Los Angeles. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I mean, support your local Do businesses. You Screw <coughs> ordering stuff on Amazon if you can avoid it. Just go to these local businesses. Walk in. I mean, wear your mask. Walk in. Get what you need. Get out and be done and support that local business, man, because there's so many, there's so many major restaurant chains and things and major chains of of whatever kind of businesses going out because of COVID. That's right. So get in there and support those local dudes, especially if you know them shit, that's your friend. Yeah. Visit your friend's place. Your friend owns the little hostess store, go to them and buy you some,
3: some ho-hos or whatever. Man, it's, 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 it's more than ever. Like, um, because every time I'm in Tuscaloosa, you know, I, Told you, I always stop by Oz Music, Druid City, and Guitar Gallery, mm-hmm. and anything in there that I can get, I want to get. Uh, please, please survive twenty twenty. You know. Yeah, yeah. Please hang out. Yeah, there's <sighs> so many
1: businesses have not made it, man. So like, you know, here in Columbus, and when I go to Tuscaloosa, um, I'm drinking local, I'm eating local, I'm buying local as much as I possibly can. You know.
3: That's right. Let's talk about music, man. Um, there's a lot of good stuff to come out and we're in November and I can't wait for us to, uh, have a conversation in the upcoming weeks about what we're going to say is our, Oh gosh, man. What are our favorite albums of 2020? Yeah. Because um, in spite of everything, we've had a lot of good music come out. Fuck
1: yeah, we have. There's been like, that's the coolest thing I think that, that, you and I, as music people, and probably the majority of the people listening to the podcast, I think that's the best part. Is so much good music has come out since this. Like the we had talked, you know, previously about the Instagram live. Some of the best concerts I've seen have been online. You know, how, i, I, how, I did, watched... how
3: did the Ben Lucero? Oh then? my
1: gosh, it was phenomenal. It was pre-recorded, so it was done, you know, sometime mid last week. But it was it was great, and it goes to uh, the uh, true south which is an organization who supports bike riders when they're injured and miss work. Mm -hmm. They help them out. So it was all for, you know, that's the whole bike riders tour idea.
3: uh, You know, I did two, um, the porch tall Facebook live. I had Taylor Hollinsworth and then I had Joshua Cosby and those two were very special. Uh, to me, obviously it's, it's two guys I believe in and they did a phenomenal job. Like they brought it. Mm Hmm. Which I, I wouldn't expect anything less, but I saw the wealthy West, um, and I think they were at the Levitt Shell, and that was probably the best. Like we were talking about these live Facebook mm-hmm. or how Instagram, probably the best live show I'd ever seen. Yeah, like that was probably the best internet show I saw all year. Now what what sucks is like if you wanted to ask me about, you know, because usually like. Take us back to 2019. You and I will be talking about the last show that we caught. Yeah. yeah. Usually it would have been the Sunstroke House, Mm -hmm. you know, or you know, maybe you went to Birmingham or you you were a road dog one weekend. I remember that. You were all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that
1: was the first part of this year because somebody asked me the other night, what's the last live show you saw? And I said, well, I went to, on a Tuesday night, I went to see, to Duelling Hall in uh, Jackson, Mississippi and saw Lucero with Jay Jackson and then turned around on that Thursday night, went to, Birmingham and saw them at uh, Saturn. So that was the last real live shows yeah. I've
3: seen. I've uh, I don't know if I've been brave or I've been dumb, but I've saw a lot of shows in 2020 that I'm really glad I took the chance to go. Yeah, I saw um, I saw A Partridge, uh, the Red Clay Strays, and then the Psych Peace Yes, down in Mobile. Totally jealous. And uh,
1: that was July Fourth weekend. And shout out, let me shout out Abe Partridge right now. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the new cover song he released? <laughs> yeah, Dumb man. by Nirvana? That is probably, uh, literally one of my, f- that's like... Now Now, on- now think about this. Okay. It's like, covering Nirvana is a no-no most of the time. Yes, right? but that to me, and, and <laughs> Abe, I don't know if Abe listens to your podcast on the reg, but... Like that to me is on the level with Johnny Cash doing Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. The way he did it and his freaking crazy, you know, lower Alabama accent. Yeah. That was, I, I could listen to it literally every day. I love that fucking song. So shout out to Abe and fuck his art is cool. Did you watch the video and how he creates his art? Dude, he puts I- roofing tar down. I know you own some of his art, but he puts roofing tar a lot of <laughs> down on his freaking canvas. No, I've been bef-
3: in his garage. I've seen oh, whole, my God. I've seen, I've seen the whole process. God. Yeah,
1: dude. Man, why aren't we traveling together? Why isn't this? Why am I not like a regular on this podcast like every time you do it? Dude, right? next
3: time I come Damn look it. Look. I want to go fucking him. up
1: to Cornelius Chapel too, man. <laughs> Shit, on. you got all the good Ends. You invited me to early James and something was happening yeah. in my life at the time. I couldn't go,
3: but yeah. man, I hate I missed
1: that one too. Hey,
3: check this out. It's like, Abe and I, you know, he's like he, he's writing a book. It's about to release about snake handlers.
1: No shit. I'm, and so he I'm, has been like think, you. I'm totes obsessed with snake handling. Yeah. And,
3: yeah. And so and the culture. Um, you know, and he's the guy that turned me on to it. It was him and Will Stewart that really like really okay. It's like you Had my attention, yeah, but now you have my full respect, attention, my eyes, my imagination is completely on this. I'm sold, yeah. And um, Abe had just went a couple of weeks ago, and uh, my buddy Dave, who plays in the psych piece, he's the lead guitarist for Abe in the psych piece. And uh, I had reached out to Dave because I was coming up to Birmingham, I, th- I was going to be at Cornelius, and um. He's like, that would be perfect, man. Abe's gonna be in town, and like, we can all just hang out. And cool, it, it didn't work out, but Abe was going up to Sand Mountain. He was going up there to those snake handlers. Yeah. And I reached out to Abe after I started reading the book that he had put me on. Him and Will Stewart both highly recommend. It was the book I had last time yeah, that we yeah, were yeah, together. Yeah. It's Salvation on Sand Mountain. And um, he was like, next time I go, um, go with me. Okay. Abe invited
1: you to go to some snake handling yeah. shit up in the Sand yeah. Mountain.
3: Yeah,
1: and we're gonna go. All right, so, yeah, just <laughs> let me know. I'll have my bags packed. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I would freaking love that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just inviting myself.
3: You are to see like some of the footage. Like Abe is doing his own documentary and like journalism that I want to do to it, and Abe's gonna do it way better than me. And that's fine, but I want to capture it, too. Yeah. But, like, Ava showed me, like, some of the video footage of, like, him, like, recording just bits and pieces of, like, the church service. Yeah. And, dude, I I got chill bumps just from watching it. Yeah. Like, it's just the mysticism and everything surrounding it is, like, yeah. I mean, they get this passage from Mark. I mean, it's in red letters for all you King James Bible readers, you know. You'll handle vipers, you know, you'll drink poison, you know. And, I mean... They're taking it verbatim, and they're doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. On that note, let's crack a snake handler. Let's go. I think it just it calls for that. Taking a trip to the refrigerator. I have. I went to. I was in. I was in uh, Tuscaloosa uh, yesterday, and I got a four pack of the snake handler from our buddies at Lusa.
3: Good shout out. Thank you. Shout
1: out to to Craig and to to Ryan. Ryan's my boy. So. We're drinking now, and, and it's no stranger to porch talk and to uh, untapped vinyl. Snake Handler Double IPA out of uh, Birmingham, Good People Brewing Company. In my opinion, and in Al's opinion, I believe the best double IPA.
3: When you say you have a double ever IPA, in the world, <clears throat> this is the standard that you That's have it. to
1: meet. That's it. That's what it is. That's it. The
3: best. This
1: is a five, a strong. Five. This is a strong seven. Yeah. If the, I could do And sevens. the scale breaks at five. You know? Yep. Cheers, dude. That was a little light on the pour on my end there. <laughs> Give you the last half of the beer. You're good, man. You want some of this? Shit. No, I had three of them today <laughs> already. So, no, I'm good, man. Appreciate it. Yeah.
3: But uh, let's, let's move on, man. Um, let's talk a little bit about this good music of 2020. If I were to ask you, we're in the middle of November. Okay. And... What I, my favorite I, record I wanna, is? is wanna, that what's coming. That is what's coming, but I, not just your favorite. Like just like, let's put some people on some good stuff. And I hate to say it, dude, but like a lot of my th- stuff is going to come straight out of Cornelius or straight out of Birmingham.
1: Sure. And mine, my favorite record of, um, of 2020 that I've had in my head that I <laughs> like the one I've listened to the most, the one I think is the the most you know all around solid record, I think. It comes by way of Birmingham, but not completely, but I'm, I'm actually looking up to make sure that it didn't come out freaking last year.
4: 14 years ago, I was bitten by a bastard snake I knew it was. A bastard cause a snake ain't got no dad The next thing I knew I was in a hollow world of trouble It was all about to bubble like peroxide on my wound The sun was hanging low over Magic City Mountains I was looking for attention from any girl that was around them My show-off behavior fed my attraction towards danger Wasn't sure about the taste at first but quickly liked the smell And I knew... I did not have a clue what I was getting myself into, and I didn't seem to care. but the problems that we shared It seemed was good enough for me We wound up selling acid Out the back of my westpaw yeah, me and my gang we were a mutt Compared to other gangs we dealt with The others seemed to dress the same And have some working order We were just suburban losers Come from different TV colors Soon I saw us separately Busted by the police Yeah, my youth full of vendor. It still fucks me up today And I know I should've never gone that way But I'm still tempted some days Well, it's better than being nowhere Take me out to wisdom fields of towers Let me feel respect from those around me Help me not get fooled by those who charm me I don't want no false sense of security, but I got nowhere else to go. Only places that I'm known. You run me off your safety zone, you chase me out of your ghetto. Well, it seems I'm Automatic, but I've always preferred a stick shift If the brakes begin to fail You can not shift it in first gear Not sure what all the others say But every day's a new year Not sure what I'll do tomorrow But I hope I get some pay All I know Is it's hard for me to think And your words don't come out clear And it's hard for me to hear Living my life
1: with a slow year. So I would say, and I looked at the, the date, um, the best record for me, solid, most all-around record, is Waxahachie St. Cloud. Um and I've been a fan of of Katie Crutchfield since she was in P. S. Elliott and the Ackleys in Birmingham. But now she's got her Waxahachie thing, and congrats to her, too. She recently got married at a Sun Studio in Memphis. Mm-hmm. But um, this record is unlike any Waxahachie record ever. It is um, it is beautifully produced. The songwriting is the best I've ever heard from her. Tell me a little bit about this sound. What What is it? If you had to a- you've if you know if you know Katie crutchfield's voice she's got a real um and I I, I I mean this with with the highest regard not but she's got a real kind of childlike voice delivery um like she she has this just adorable I don't know how to describe it really she has this adorable singing voice mm-hmm that just sounds like somebody, you just want to grab her and hug her. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and with this record, her songwriting, like there's a song called um, Hell. You know, um, she says, uh, and the, the lyrics, it goes, uh, Swallow my pride, it's mine to quell. I'll put you through hell. I'll put you through hell. And she just goes on to just this fucking phenomenal monster of a song. You know, and I don't even know if she knows she's doing it, but I'm listening to it going, oh my God, you just hit me. You know, like when I hear my, my buddy, uh, cause I'm a big one. I, I get stuck on like just two sentences in a, in a song, sure. like, like my buddy Doc Daly. He, um, in one of his songs, he says, um, the, uh, the tears taste like hard or taste like stomach aches. The tears taste like stomach aches, and God, just to hear him sing that part, and like this whole record with Waxahachie, every every other line is like that with me. I'm like, damn, that was a good lyric. Damn, that was a good lyric. You know, and I haven't found a record like that in a long time. I mean, there are other records that I'm really in love with from 2020, but I would put that at the top of my list. And whenever I give my, and I always do, if you follow me on Instagram at Monk on the Radio, I always give my top 10. At the end of every year, uh-huh. never in any order, but just know that Waxahachie, if it doesn't fall first in the Instagram feed, it is number. One. That is my number one record of 2020 so and, far.
3: And we got to say some words. I mean, uh, honorary chair, uh, Country Visions, Taylor Hollinsworth. Hell ringer. yes, honorary chair right
1: here, Taylor. You need to come to my house and
3: do this podcast with us. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Early James singing for my supper, singing for my supper, easy I'm, eye sound guys. We got Dan. Oh my box.
1: gosh, that. That early James record, let's talk about that for a second. Um, Also, too, if you're into early James and you're close enough to Columbus, Mississippi, on February 5th, he will be playing... Um, in the Omnova Theater, if the Omnova Theater, if we're not able to be at capacity there mm-hmm. or have you know social distancing or whatever, we're going to put it down in the main gallery because it's just he and his bass player, Adrian. So yes, Adrian. So it's going to be a, a cool ass show.
3: Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Early
1: James is just
3: like you look at him too. The and, most lovable people you'll ever meet. Yeah. James is so down to earth and so he's he's very pleasant. I'll
1: say this: I heard his music before I saw his music. And when I, when I saw him, I was like, that voice came out of that dude. Right. I was like, what the fuck, man? Right? That dude is like, he's got some pipes on him. He's right. got this, this old man growl mm. almost with his music that's just, that's right. it's so soulful and bluesy. Just cheers to your Singing
3: for My Supper record. 100%. The whole thing. The whole thing is so good. And so recently, uh, you can check High it out. High Horse song. That's right. I, I shared what <laughs> it's the they'd...
1: view from my high horse I'm on. Yeah, yeah, I've shared it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That
3: that that video from Easy Eye was remarkable. Now on that record, uh, those were not his guys. That was not his band. That was Easy Eye band, right? Got gotcha. you. But what was special about I'm that getting to another
1: me? Beer. If you wonder why my voice is so far away.
3: <laughs> but what was so special about that to me was I saw Joey playing drums. I saw Adrian on the bass. I saw Ford Baswell Boswell playing uh lead and also playing steel. That's his guys in Birmingham. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the thing about it, is like when you look at the album credits for that album, it's like he didn't get to play with his guys. Yeah. But, well, he, but he did
1: on that video. That's major label RCA shit, right. right there. And that's, that's why I can't play him on Indies only because he's not on a on an indie right. label.
3: That's right.
1: All right. But so and also too, talk to me a little bit about and tell people about the Dirty Clergy. Um, now, to give a little background on the Dirty Clergy, Brian from the Dirty Clergy and I used to. He was one of our interns at Z one hundred point five in Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, right. back in like the uh, mid two thousands. Um, so he and I got to know each other real well. The last time I saw him, we went to see Everclear when they played one of the last shows at the Jupiter Bar and Grill in Tuscaloosa. Dude, Ever,
3: Everclear,
1: wow. <laughs> Man, I mean, like the coolest. One of the coolest moments in my entire career was standing outside yeah. of our studio and talking with um, Art Alexakis about music. The dude is solid. He is cool. Mm-hmm. We talked about tattoos. We talked about music. It was cool. But that was the last time I saw Brian. Mm-hmm. So. He was supposed to be with us on this podcast um, tonight. That's was, true. So we're, we'll get we'll get up and it at some be, point. Uh,
3: uh, this is this is something that I've we haven't done it yet, but it's just, I want to take uh, Monk on the road with me. I want I want Monk with me in Mobile, and I want Monk with me while Fuck, Birmingham. Yes, and I'll do it when I do these band interviews. And um, we got to
1: do the uh, Taylor Hollingsworth at uh, Druid City Brewing Company at some point. And, as that,
3: well. and yeah, you know, and that's the thing about it is like. Uh, it might just be me the first time, but we can always do it again. Yeah, and it's just another—it's just more content, you know. Oh my God!
1: Okay, so we just poured a new beer. Okay. So, Alan, take a sit, take a smell of Mercy,
3: that. Mercy, this smells. So like let's let's heaven. describe
1: it before we actually drink it. Okay. Um, now, this comes out once a year. Um, it's the KBS from Founders Brewing Company. Um, the KBS is Kentucky Bourbon Stout. Um, The one we have tonight is called the Maple Mackinac Fudge. It is an imperial stout with Mackinac Fudge, coffee, maple syrup, and chocolate aged in bourbon barrels. Um, It's a a highly sought-after thing every year. 11%. So we're probably going to have to (laughs) end on this. (coughs) But let's give it a... I mean, first off on the nose, I totally get chocolate. 100% chocolate. 100%, yeah. And I get that little bit of bourbon barrel
3: in there as well, but let's try it. I wish I, I wish we like would have done a live stream. of us just like, okay, what is this going to be about? Oh my god,
1: that is probably the closest beer. That's a five. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> that is probably the closest beer to my grandmother's chocolate pie I've ever had in my life. Kevin, and this my is like having was, dessert only dessert will get oh you drunk. Oh my goodness. 11%. Oh,
0: 11%.
3: Now, guys, we did, like, with the snake handler and this beer, we split them. So we're not drinking the whole 12. We're doing six and six here. But, uh, All right, we Lord. got to document. All
1: right, get in the picture. I'm, I'm, we're This will be on my socials, at Monk on the Radio. I'm going to get the snake handler in there. Oh, here we go. Boom. Wait a minute. Microphone is not in there as well as it. There we go. Now look at me. There we go. All right. Okay, that'll be up. I Maybe mean, you can put. I'll send it to you so you can put it up on the uh, yeah. the porch talk page. But oh my god, this beer! Because I've always been into the KBS stuff. I know that uh, Founders Brewing Company has had some legal issues, um, which we won't discuss. You can Google Founders Brewing Company and you can read all about what they've been going through. But damn it, that is you know a the thing about this beer fantastical beer
3: is I don't think it can be the last one because it's not going to be here long. I'm going to have to like go ahead and get a cup of water or something because I'm, I'm, going, to power, I'm going to power through this. You hear me?
1: <laughs> I would say, let's go ahead. I'll say it. You can say it if you want to. I will say this is the most phenomenal beer we've ever had on this show. Yes. <laughs> the what most a doubt. phenomenal fucking beer. We've had some good... Oh, donut universe. beers and stuff from Trim Tab, and yeah. we've had some good old, you know. Dude, I'm telling you, this, like you said, freaking, this is like grandma's chocolate pie. Man, right it here. is so freaking good.
3: I can't keep my hands off of it.
1: Again, if you're looking it up, it's the uh, the founder's highly acclaimed KBS uh, Maple Mackinac Fudge. Shh. Mm. Shit, fire. Save a match, buddy. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'd take my hat off. It's hot up in here. (laughs) Roll tied to that.
0: Roll tied. Don't set your clock back again.
3: You know, Fuzzy, um, we'll go back and forth every now and then um, just talking. Is uh, he doesn't understand Row Tide? Yeah. And I was like, I thought the whole world hated Bama. I thought we all knew what. Yeah, Real I Tide thought everybody kind of knows yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Even my Mississippi State fans, they're all like, oh my God, you just
3: said Row Tide. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, well, you could say Hail State all you want to, but y'all have a winning football team, you won't know you what Roll Tide I, really means. I was means.
3: in uh, Chile. I was in Santiago. This has been almost eight years ago. Uh, it was a mission trip. And we walked by this bar. And it was an Irish bar in Santiago. And the reason I stopped by was because it had two flags. Because it was an
1: Irish bar in Santiago. <laughs> Come that, on. Number I mean, one. Yes. Number one. <laughs> like, what but, the hell?
3: but number two, they had flags hanging mm-hmm. outside the bar. And guess what? The second flag was an Alabama flag, and I was like, "Roll tide, roll tide to that." <laughs> yes, I, we're dying in. Yes, wow. <laughs> and I was like, "This." That's and, cool. and I got to talking to the guy. He's not original. He's not Chilean. Yeah, uh, he's. I think he was originally from Europe, and he he moved to Santiago and he started this bar. But he's always been a fan of Alabama because why? Well, he likes winners.
1: Hell yes. But well, we've not always been winners.
3: No, i I remember the dark
1: days of shooting yes, times. I remember the dark days of Coach Fran and yeah, and Mike Price, which nobody really remembers that because he never <laughs>
3: officially coached a game. Yeah. no, but like I mean, you, you can go back to the bear and like you know a lot of people want to say 17 national championships. No, that's not right. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But you got you got to go back to the bear days. You got to go back to the historic days and. You also got to think about nobody else makes a sign saying they want somebody else. It's always we want Bama. Exactly. We want Bama every time. And like Ole Miss, when they beat us a couple years ago, three years ago, Mm -hmm. they ripped their own goalposts down after doing it. Who does that? It's like they won a national title. Hoodlums.
1: Hoodlums. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's right. LSU. And it's like I saw the coolest picture years ago. It was like – I, sh- I shared this picture. I know that it was it was LSU mm-hmm. their field mm-hmm. and they're ripping the fucking goalpost down and then it's like Ole Miss and they're ripping the goalpost down. It's like Alabama after a win. Nobody is on the That's field right. at all because we respect our our field. We're, We're not a bunch it's of damn. Yes, exactly. It's We're class. not a bunch of drunken hoodlums. That's right. <laughs> That's Ooh, right. Roll Tide to that. I like the hooligans. That's yeah. a cool title. Yeah, Roll Tide.
3: Man, just back to music for a second. And then that, I those think, of
1: you who are not into the Roll Tide thing or don't understand it, like when somebody says Roll Tide, you have to say Roll Tide back. That's, that's correct. That's just, you've got
3: to. And when you say Roll like, Tide, don't leave me
1: hanging. Like, all you're saying is that you agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah, it, it, or you could be saying hello, or goodbye, or I love you, when or I'm in whatever. <laughs> when I'm in
3: start, when I'm out in public, like whatever I'm doing, and if I see a Tide hat, or if I see a Tide shirt, I'll yeah. say roll tide, and that is the official greeting. And you know what the guy always wearing the shirt says in return? Roll tide. You are right. And not I don't do it so much in Tuscaloosa because it's a normal thing. Sure, it will get a little overwhelming. But like any time I'm traveling, and mm-hmm. let's just say I'm in Tennessee, or just wherever, or Florida, or and you see a you see a Bama, yeah, you see a Bama fan, you see a, you see that shirt, you see that crimson and white roll tide, yeah, that my buddy.
1: I, I was in I was in um. Uh, not uh, let me think. Uh, Tulum, mm. Mexico, mm. and we were walking around the the Mayan ruins, and a dude had a freaking Alabama shirt on. Yeah. No, I made it a point to go roll tide. He was like, "Roll tide." Is this, that's it? it? No matter where you are, if somebody says roll tide, and then unless you do, unless and then you're a hater,
3: that's
1: right. You know, but that's then right. I would not probably say roll tide to you if you were you know
3: didn't have a shirt on yeah. or a hat on. But I mean, it's almost like that old stepbrother scene. It's like, did we just become best friends? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this is a bit cultish, but I like it. That's it, man. That's
1: a cool kind of cult to be a part of. Yeah. God, this beer. You finished yours off, bro. I told you I was. Damn it. What are we going to do now? We're going to water? I don't know. Untapped water. I'll Uh, I'll give you the filter stuff out of my uh, refrigerator. Is there anything left in there? (laughs) One more beer? Oh yeah, we got the uh, the sixty minute IPA from Dogfish Head. We got two of those. Oh, yeah, we got three of those. Let's try those. Man. <laughs> yeah, cool. Let me get, let me power
3: through this KBS. Good lord, I'm cross eyed.
1: How are we gonna finish this? What? Let's talk music
3: again. Yes, that's what we're where we're going. Where we to going? To. I wanted to talk about like I think it's gonna be my favorite album of 2020. It would be Ryan Saab and the Dead Mall Concrete Fillings. Seven tracks. Uh, the seventh track is. A remake of the third Uh, track. A remake of the third. Or the demo of the third, right? Yeah, that's right. And so you're really getting six. Uh, But I would say uh, the quality, the music, man, it's right down my alley. Like if you like the replacements or like um, when I shared this album. love the replacements. When I shared this album with uh, friends that knew me back in high school, they said, that makes perfect sense that that's your album. Yeah. Because that's, that's who you've always been. That's that that's that's what you've always that's liked. That's cool, yeah. You know, it's like, when I think about you, that's the kind of music I think about. Yeah. And, um, man, crazy thing about it is like Katie Mulfield when I had her on... Um, Buckle Bunny. Buckle Bunny. And Adrian uh, Marmaleo, uh, the bassist for... Early James. Early James. Yep. Is... Um, they plug it. They plug that album. Like, you, yes... Now, uh, Ryan used to be in Birmingham. Now he's in Nashville. And the crazy thing about Ryan is, like, when he would like, let's just say the Nick, he's playing at the Nick in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Is like it wouldn't be Ryan Saab. It would be like just this made up band name. And you and you show up, be like, I mean, just make up a band name real quick. Yeah. Um. The the beer farts. The beer, the, the, the beer farts are opening for uh, Buckle Bunny tonight. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I know Katie. Yeah. I don't know these beer farts. But, and then you get there and you yeah. see, it. oh, it's Ryan Saab. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a treat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, there's two takes on that. It's like, the dude's making great music. And then if, like, if he goes incognito and just makes up some band name to put on the, the roll call that night, it's like, what does that say about him? Yeah, you know what I mean. He just says he freaking loves music, just, and he didn't—he didn't have an ego about it. It's he not about—it's not about the name. No,
1: no, I like that. Yeah, that's very cool. You know that um, years ago, Blue Oyster Cult used to play gigs in New York under the name of Great White Underbelly. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, so there's. I'm, I'm sure that some of the bigger bands do that. I've heard of like you know. Like Jimmy Page coming together with somebody, and they're like, they call themselves something yeah. different when they play gigs. But I
3: mean, yeah, and you want to talk about like maybe super groups, you want to go like Temple of the Dog back, you know, when Chris Cornell was still there. Or the with Blips. Us. There's a good Birmingham <laughs> example. Good, and like,
1: if they hurry up and release their freaking record, I can call that one of my favorites of 2020 because I know it's going to be. It's, it's going to be 2020. I know, I know.
3: We might get one more single this year. Well, hopefully. I'm still, I'm still foaming at the mouth from inside out. Yes, that's a great fucking. Track. What's crazy about that is, like, um, you know, I've, I've been able to talk to Wes McDonald, and I've ta- obviously yeah. we know Taylor yeah. and uh, Will Stewart, and there's two other members that I have to still talk to on the show, yeah. but they've all said the same thing: is it was, you know, it was a propose. I think it was between Taylor and Will. It was like we ought to get together and just like make music together. Yeah, and then I guess Will took it to Cornelius, and he just asked, you know, he like asked Wes, and um, I'm blanking, dude. Oh my god, who played drums and who played bass? One was from Lee uh, Baines and the Glory Fire, yeah, Fingers. and the other was
1: from the Holy Youth. That's right, yeah, because ah. the Lee Baines dude, the former guitar player from Lee Baines, plays guitar, and then um, the Holy Youth dude, no, because no, no, Wes plays, Wes, drums. Wes plays drums. That's yes, right. yes. Oh, I can't remember the dude from Holy Youth. That were, sucks,
3: but they were a great fucking band. Yeah,
0: they all come too, from great bands. Yes, they but do. the thing they,
3: about them is like, I, I remember talking to Wes because he was just invited in on the on the idea, and he said, "Uh, I think going in we all had this, uh, how did he put it? Like, just wondering how it would go because what you had was five Incredibly talented musicians who have been front men, yeah, in some kind of band, and have Either always solo
1: or with a band, right? You know? Yeah,
3: very talented. And then when they came together, it was like it's almost like cheating how easy it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because seriously. they they all talk about the process. It was like okay, uh, we came in and met, and then oh, next thing you know, I mean, we had an album real quick. Matter of fact, we're about to start working on the second one. Damn. <laughs> Oh, but we gotta wait till 2021. So maybe I mean, Cause maybe, all we have is inside out. Maybe that's out. the gift about 2020, yeah. right? It's like, would we have the? I mean, but the blips were they were already getting together in 2019 before the that they played their only live show in February the day before everything was it's closed uh, up. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that was the only thing that they've been able to do. And um, it goes back to what we said time and time again all throughout 2020 was like, you want to take. Lily Hyatt or Jason Isbell, and there's like, well, we got this album, and I don't know if we want to drop it or not because, I mean, we can't play it. And yeah. so some people have held true to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally... Isbell res- tried to, but he, he failed at it. He, mm-hmm. he released so What do you more. think about that? Well, the CMA is not even uh, recognizing John Prine, not even giving recognition at all. Have you, have you seen that? That Amanda Shires and Isbell, they both left the, the CMA group because uh, they did not recognize John? I
1: have not seen that because I worked with 95.3 The Bear. I ran 95.3 The Bear. I was the brand manager for 11 years in Tuscaloosa Country Station. And so I had to watch all of the CMA stuff. Yeah. Um, and I have not. I've actually enjoyed not having to watch the CMAs. I mean, I didn't watch it
3: either. But like, I just see the news the next day yeah. and it's like Amanda Shires, Jason Isbell, and I think even Sergio jumped on it's like, Uh, You'll pay homage to this, but you don't want to give homage to John Prine.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's
3: the songwriter. Songwriter.
1: The the, the majority of the people there have listened to John Prine records over and over and over again, even though their style of country or songwriting is not anything like. But you know, when you get into the country music world, you get into a lot of people who don't write their own music. Mm. They, 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 they. there's a group of people and this, this is what i've always and I'll, I'll go ahead and speak on this but this is what i've always not enjoyed about when i when i used to work country radio that like back in the days of willie nelson and billy joe shaver rest in peace and what we and, call and that waylon. now
3: is like outlaw country yeah so that it, so, should, it, so, should, it shouldn't it shouldn't be called outlaw that's just real
1: country that's yes so so whenever waylon would go through a divorce or a heartbreak he would write a fucking song about it. Now, you've got a group of five acclaimed songwriters that sit around in a room and come one, up with ideas and write songs that people, you know, buy. And they're And
3: we know these people that write these songs. We
1: know Adam. Yes, yes, yes. And not, I mean nothing against that and that that whole let's let's, you know, let's make some fucking money cuz right on for being a songwriter. I'm not talking about that group of people, but you got a bunch of people accepting these songs that don't know anything about the heart and the the soul behind the song. Yeah. You know, Um, I just, that, that I kind of have an issue with that. Like as far as some of it is not, it's just, it's basically you look good in a pair of damn jeans and you can hold half a tune. There you go. So let's get you up on stage and let you, and we got a group of songwriters behind you. That's going to give you some, Bangers, yeah, singles. You know, I just that just to me, it just doesn't. There's like it takes some of the heart and soul out and of
3: I, it. I saw this, uh, I saw this meme or picture the other day. I think it was a joke with a comedian, too. Is uh, and this is why I have a big heart for what we do right here, and a big heart for Indies only. And I mean, I think this is both of our hearts. It's like there was this. It was a joke and it was a meme. It was like indie music is just a way of saying unpopular music. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people
1: hear a certain style of music and think that that is what what is indie music. Like for me, in my brain, it equates to indie music is if you're independent. That's that's it. um, If you're unsigned, if you're trying to do things without the help of a major label, you're, no, you're yeah. doing without no fucking Nashville support or whatever. That's right. You know, that's and, indie music to and me. And
3: guys, even like uh, all throughout uh, Porch Talk, when I have these uh, artist musicians now, I think Sunstroke House would be the exception. Some of those musicians have been signed to major labels. But even take Cornelius. Cornelius is still as indie as they come to me. Yeah. Because it's, it's independently run and it's... Um, but they're all they have. They don't yeah, have. some I mean, I mean, to
1: to me, indie music is DIY. That's right. It's do it yourself. That's it's, right. It's a bunch of fucking musicians pressing their records and you know pressing the flesh to get out there and, and and play the live shows and talk to the the fans. To they they. It's like Taylor Hollingsworth sitting at his house with a stack of fucking records and sealing all the envelopes and sending them that's out. Right. You
3: know, that's, that's what indie is to me. That's exactly it. That yeah. is that's and. That's my heart. That's my passion. I'm totally behind it. That's why I share it so much on the show. Yeah. It's like why well, Taylor is our most played artist. It's yeah. It's because I, I know what Taylor's doing. He's mm-hmm. doing it at his house. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly yeah. that. It's like Adam Hood. I
1: ordered a t-shirt from Adam's website. So I get it. It was crazy because, you know, I've got like on at the front of my house, I got these like really skinny little black mailboxes. You know, there's a group of them because there's a lot of people that live in this, uh, this, this building. Yeah. And so... I see this gigantic envelope sticking out of the top of mine, and on the front of it, it says "Monk" as big as he could freaking write it. You know, and it's like Adam. You know, I ordered that shit off his website, but he sent it from his house. Yeah, in Northport. Like when He's that like,
3: or, when that order came in, he saw your name. Yeah, exactly. Knew who it was. He knew he knew that, that the same that thing. My you know, real name was Monk. Yeah. Any any time you know, just go down the line of just musicians and artists who have uh, been on this show and people that I continue to support is like the latest thing that I got from Taylor is uh, when I ordered Country Vision, um, it's the album of Westphalia. Yeah. Uh, life yeah, of the yeah, Slow yeah, Air. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: um, which he mentions in the song Westphalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And, well, yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, it is yeah he does, he, Living Life with the Slow Air. That's right. It's mentioned in that song. yeah. And, um, he didn't just send like the regular copy, he sent like the, the promo copy. And inside, like, on the fly leaf there on the album is like, I thought you might dig this. Thanks so much for supporting. Yeah. Hell fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Till I die, man. Yeah. I'm behind it. I, I mean, I totally believe in it.
1: That's it, man. I mean, it, it's the same thing we were talking about early on about COVID-19 and the local businesses and supporting local. Do that with your artists, your people that you love. Sarah Lee Langford. Yes. Oh, my God. That is a phenomenal record, by the way. Thank you for turning me on to her because I had not heard of her until you had her. And that was a great interview that you did with her
3: Dude, as well. Oh, uh, So, Katie, once again, going back to Buckle Bunny, Katie and Adrian, when I, when they, when I asked them after the podcast was over, I, yeah. it was, actually, it's on that podcast if you listen to it. It's yeah. like, tell me a record that I should be listening to right now. That was the first one that came up Yeah. unanimously, Yeah. followed by Ryan Saab, so I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like, and like when you listen to that interview and you get to know Sarah, it's like she's been in the game all her life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been doing this like focus, like you know, grassroots type of bluegrass with the family, and now she's breaking out, and it's like, uh, I mean, I and that's why I pitched it to you. It's like this is most two-hearted rounder. I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is his style. This is yeah. what he wants. Oh, most definitely. I, I, know, I know what you
1: like. Yeah, it's a phenomenal record. <clears throat> And I'm glad after I listened to that, I listened to the record and I was like, and I texted you and I was like, dude, that freaking record is phenomenal.
3: It's banging, man. <laughs> you
0: ready? Yeah, whenever
2: you're ready. Okay. Hey, this is Sarah Lee Langford and we're in Roebuck, Alabama. I'm here with Alan Aldridge. I'm going to play you a song off my record. It's called Two-Hearted Rounder.
3: This is our final beer. Do you remember the name of it? Yes,
1: it's the sixty minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Okay, so we've had it before. We're not going. We're not. Have going we had to do sixty this. minute
3: before? Have
1: we? We've had another Dogfish Head, I believe.
3: Fuck, like, I don't know well, at this point. Like,
1: damn it, we had the coming, KBS, come, which is eleven percent.
3: Coming behind KPS, and not, we're uh, we're <laughs> we're sloppy, sloppy hands. <laughs> this beer, nice. is, we we've had sixty minute IPA now. <laughs> And I just, I just got to say that it tastes like a beer, and it really helps me it's, with my buzz. It's
1: a, it's an IPA. It's 6%, and it's solid. It's Dogfish Head. I mean,
3: Dogfish Head has never done anything that I've not enjoyed. I'm not going to put a number on this one, out of fairness. I mean, we just had the best beer that we've ever had.
1: Yeah, I mean,
3: yeah, maybe another
1: time. Yeah. They have this at the River Hill. All right, so. Shout um, out again to River Hill. That's it, man. Shit. All right,
3: so guys, Monk is about to save twenty twenty with music.
1: Yes. The I I found a band. They were sent to me. I played them on Indies Only this past week
3: and I think You gotta get back to sending me the playlist, man.
1: I know. I, I didn't send I didn't send the playlist at all because I was I was drinking copious amounts of beer last night and totally, i woke up this morning and was like damn i didn't send the playlist out to anybody <laughs> so um yes um there was this band that i have found and all right so if punk rock needed to be saved
3: i don't even like that term though but let's go ahead with that
1: If punk rock needed to be saved, because I don't think punk rock does, because there's a lot of really good fucking punk rock bands out right now. When
3: people say things like that, and I don't mind you saying it, because I know where you're coming from, is like, when we talk about these genres of music that just haven't been themselves or have been relevant, is, I I don't it it's like saving country music. It doesn't need to be saved. You have Brent Cobb. you got Tyler Childers. you got Jason Isbell. I mean, you've got a lot of people yeah. doing yeah. a fine job. Yeah, no, they're No, they're not on your radio. Yeah. That's totally fine. I mean, for the people and the real, they know where it is.
1: Yeah. But I said if punk rock needed to be saved, which it doesn't. Okay. So if punk rock needed to be saved, mm. which it doesn't because fucking Bad Religion just released a great freaking track. And they're going to put out another phenomenal record. Don't
3: even get me started on The Fox.
1: I mean, there's so many freaking...
3: The Fox of punk rock. The Fox of... uh, Ska. Help me out here. The Interrupters. Yes. Lord have mercy.
1: (laughs) But if punk rock needed to be saved, this record could save it. If 2020 needs something to bring it back to life... I think if we're talking if, about reinvigorating. Yes, things. reinvigorating. If Sturgill Simpsons Cutting Grass did not reinvigorate it, I think that Chubby and the Gang, their new record, Speed Kills, could save the world. I think it is a phenomenal punk record. There you have it, folks. Chubby and the Gang. Check that record out. It's called Speed Kills. It's got a really freaking bright. Red, yellow, I love that, album and blue cover. I, album cover. I mean, it's phenomenal. That's and great. This record, I listened to. I would say eighty percent of it because I didn't get a chance to listen to the because la- I got out of my car. Yeah. But it is so freaking good. Chubby and the Gang.
3: There you go. Folks. I played them on
1: Indies only last night, and I'll be playing them for the next couple weeks. I'm gonna so. write
3: them, and um, if they agree to it, I might just we'll close the show out with one of their songs. If you could just send it over to me. Well, heck yeah. If they agree to it, I got you, man. And I typically I got the whole not I, I typically don't do that. Is uh, like with Dirty Clergy, or if you want to say Ron Sob or some of the people that we talked about tonight. Is my only rule for porch talk is if I play your music, you have to come on the show first. Yeah, but I don't, you'll make an exception because I, I mean, I I, literally on
1: your way home, pull up whatever music streaming service you you mm-hmm. use and check out Chubby and the Gang. I mean, the, like, the name implies that, like, I'm like, what what the hell kind of band is this? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Straight up old school punk rock. oi kind of punk rock. Good stuff.
3: Well, man, uh, as we wrap this thing up and as we finish our beers, um, man, I just, uh, let's end here. Uh, you and I haven't been to a show together in some time, and I miss those days. Yep. Lord. Jamie Nettles, love you, miss you. I miss the Sunstroke House. Um, Let's do a little reminiscing on just like just some of the shows and things like that. I think that's cool.
1: The most phenomenal show for me at Sunstroke House, aside from the many Pony Bradshaw shows that I've seen, wasn't
3: that cool? The the latest one that we had is like I love the atmosphere. And uh, yes, I I wish I would have taken more pictures. I didn't take any. Um, I got a really cool one of half the crowd and Pony. What do you think about Calico Jim? Love single? it, man, love it. Do you see what he was saying? Now I can officially say this is like I mean, you know, you and he, Pony and I had been talking. Yeah. Uh, about the night that he played at Sunstroke House, about the new direction that he was going, where he wanted to take his music, and how a little more bluegrassy, and that's right. Yeah. And uh, you know, when I shared it with you. Um, we have no qualms or beef with Sudden Opera. Uh no. His first album, we no. thought it was phenomenal. Yep. Now, the thing I'll say, this is, like, take Blake Dillard, my, my buddy over in Caledonia, is he went to the Pony Bradshaw show, not the porch one, but the one before, yeah. back in 2019. Yeah. And he told me that he didn't like the album because he did not believe the album reflected Pony Bradshaw life. Yeah and I respect that. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, I agree. But the album I, was still a banger. Yes, it was. But when we have Calico Jim, and you can listen to that, guys, uh, your favorite streaming service once again, like Munt was saying, Spotify, Apple, however you do what you do, you can find Calico Jim. Go back to Sudden Opera. If you've never seen Pony Broadshaw live, I highly recommend it. I don't know when we're going to have live music again. I don't he, know. When, Pony has, in my
1: opinion, Pony has one of the most versatile overall best voices I've ever heard. I would put him in the same line as like John Paul White as far as what he can do vocally. Wow. I love Pony's voice. I'll give him I mean, that. So he could he could freaking, you know, beat on a damn tin can and sing and I'm probably going to buy the record, sure. you know.
3: Yeah. Um and that was a comment I made like with that show that he played on the porch.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, just when we were doing the mic check, um, we were sitting out. I think you were inside at the time. I
1: had to do freaking sound for that. It was hard because I had and to. Then then I, I showed up. They're like,
3: "Get your ass over here, play I, guitar." I had
1: to end up uh, uh, freaking uh, messaging Cody to like, "What do I need to do?" <laughs> like,
3: yeah. I don't know. I don't, what how I'm do I make Pony sound good? Yeah, exactly. And well, no,
1: I mean Pony sounded good, but yeah. it's like, how do I get this shit to yeah. work?
3: But what's crazy is like, uh, once again when. Uh, Pony takes me like before the show, and he was like, he was asking about sound. Yeah, and it it literally put egg on my face. It's like, oh no worries, man. Me and my Uncle. Man, yeah, no yeah. worries. We'll totally get you. It's like Uncle <laughs> <if laughs> ain't it out. Me and Uncle figured out. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, we we figured it out, and it was yeah. fun. And like, think about that night. Let's go back to that night. It's like you had down this street in Columbus, Mississippi, downtown Fifth Avenue, whatever. You had people like sitting on their cars outside yep. the fence we or social the
1: distancing. The first time we've ever done a show outside at sunstroke. Um, so he was on the porch and facing the, the yard, mm. which we had social, we put all the seats out, social distance, people lined up across the road in their cars, hanging out in their little armchairs. That's and stuff. right. Yeah.
3: It was a cool night. Dude. Yeah, it was, you know, that, that was, uh, I wish I would have taken a picture. It probably would have been my picture 2020. Of what, like what it looked like Just Yeah. like, that was a good night well it's
1: it's on my on my Instagram feed at Monk go. on the Radio it's uh there's a really cool picture I took of like the lights above Pony and half the crowd and of course the focus is on Pony but you know pretty much every show I've seen from Pony at the Sunstroke house has been my favorite um Sarah Shook and the Disarmers at Sunstroke was phenomenal Lily Hyatt she got at me Sunstroke. Shit
3: face on whiskey that night there you go
1: um Lily Hyatt was phenomenal there. Um, and I my buddies uh, out of Tuscaloosa, Brantley and Jameson, came down and played a show. And it was... I've never... like I've seen those dudes live, but to see That's them... That's the guitar at, gallery, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. To see them live at Sunstroke House, it was so like...
3: When did this happen?
1: Oh, it happened like a year and a half ago. It was just before me then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, it was one of the most like it was like a Zen moment mm. when when Brantley and Jamison played.
3: I love those guys. Yes, they I mean, that once again. Like I was telling you, like I'll, I'll say it on air. I told you all fair is like when I need equipment for this show, or when I need music equipment in general. Now listen, I've, I've got a drum set at the house, and I've been like buying different things for it. It's Guitar Gallery. In the name, how much drums do you think they do? <laughs> yeah. but I, They can get anything
1: you want, but pretty I order, much. But
3: I order through them because I love those guys. And yeah. I want to support that business. And after all this bullshit is over, I want to be able to say Guitar Gallery is still here.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what
3: I mean? Yep, yep. And Heavy Squad, shout out to Jameson and his band. Uh, Jameson, uh, he's passed on the torch. But during the whole COVID thing, you know, him and Brentley both... Uh, they had such a heavy hand in keeping the Druid City open mic alive. Yes, they did. And uh, I, I'm so thankful for uh, what they've done. Because it's it's going back to Druid City, just for a moment, man, is I've been to a couple of those open mics just listening. Mm-hmm. And the thing I would say about Tuscaloosa right now is like Tuscaloosa is booming. And it's like a two-headed monster, though. Because I remember... Uh, these great shows at Egan's and I remember these great shows all across Tuscaloosa and like not don't even take 2020 into this account I think 2019 is sure we had the amphitheater but think about like outside of Druid City like what's a great show you actually wanted to be at that wasn't at Druid City can you name one in 2019 sure I mean Saturn yeah, I mean, but even Saturn is not really. But, been, but
1: yeah, but I mean, you don't you don't get the same feel. It's kind of stagnant. Yeah, you don't get the same feel at Saturn that you get at Druid City. That's right. You know, you don't get that intimate. It's so personal. Where, where we could hang out with the artists. That's right. You know, it's like when I saw Lee Bain's acoustic, and it was just him with his freaking Gibson SG cranked it, it, to eighteen hundred.
3: You know. <laughs> it's like that night that. You weren't there at Druid City when Taylor was there, and we done the interview there to have Taylor on the show. Is what did he open with? Westphalia. Why? Yeah. And that was personable, man. Yeah. That was for me. Yeah. Hey, Alan likes this song, (laughs) and I'm gonna play it for him. Yeah. And shout out, man. Love that. Gosh dang it. Yeah. I hate you miss that.
1: Man, I do too. And why I missed it, I don't know. I'm not recalling in my brain right now why I missed that show but, or missed the podcast. But we got to get Taylor at some point to here or to Druid City and get that crank back up.
3: When everything is normal and when uh, he's good with it, um, I'm totally down. Uh, we met it. Well, he's been on again. We met at Cornelius Chapel. Yeah. We've done an episode there. Yeah. Um, totally down for us going up there. I just want you to see there you know what I mean fuck
1: yeah I'm going to go with you man I want to go down they, to they see have,
3: Abe I want to go up yeah. and see Wes at Cornelius Chapel do you know Will Stewart you want to meet Will uh, cool man um, final thoughts let's close this thing out is uh, where are the road tides going to go
1: alright so roll, we're doing are we wrapping up
3: 2020 no we'll be I plan to have you on again, like, so, quickly. So, then... I want to make this more regular.
1: Okay, I'm good with that, so...
3: And I want us to venture, even if we're just here, like, I, I thought about asking you tonight, is, um, you know, live streaming it. Yeah, so... Uh, Spencer Thomas, uh, he's in Athens now. Hell right? yeah. Um, Me and him have been talking about YouTube Live. Yeah. And, like, how to do this show when I'm in Alabama and he's in Georgia, and, like, to do, like, a really cool talk episode YouTube live yeah and like to really start pushing this show and like the Joe Rogan like not only can you listen but you can also watch if you want to yeah which what I mean like with this I don't know how interesting this is for people is like you're watching two guys just sit around drink beer and shoot the shit. but how, how but, cool would that be but we we'll, but we'll, like what we'll, what we'll have is like it'll be just like I planned that you know, Mustang brothers is like, I'll have a whole box of things that you can see visual. Yeah. This record, that record, you know, and like, I think we can, we can figure out what it needs to look like and what it should be. Yeah.
1: So I think too, as you say that, I think that we need to give out roll tides. Now that people understand what we mean. True. We need to give out roll tides at the end of every episode. So I'm going to give out my... I like this. I've got three... got three Roll Tides apiece. How about that? Fair enough. I'm going to give out the first Roll Tide to Waxahachie for your St. Cloud record. I'm going to give out the second one to Munson & Brothers for their beer garden. I'm going to give out the third to Chubby and the Gang. Roll Tide.
3: All right. For this episode, my Roll Tides go to... I guess it's going to be... uh, My road Tide to Oz Music. Oz Music. Yep. My road Tide to Oz Music. Number two, uh, Bo Hicks, Druid City. Roll Tide. Roll Tide to that. And number three, I'm going to say Roll Tide on Ryan Saab and the Dead Mall, Concrete Fillings. Check that album out. There you go. And let's get the hell out of here. And
1: let's do a Roll Tide to Founders
3: Brewing Company for their KBS. It put us over the limit. (laughs) Oh my God. Break out the water, we're out of here. Lord news and notes thank you so much for listening to porch talk if you haven't done so already rate and review the show on whatever app it is that you listen to on all i have is you well the algorithms and how all that works on the apps when you rate the show it helps people find it easier so thank you in advance share it on your social media tell your friend tell your enemy tell uh tell your dog i don't care just tell somebody all right, so songs for the show. Number one was Westphalia by Taylor Hollinsworth. Number two, For Bergie by Jaco. Number three, Two Hearted Rounder by Sarah Lee Langford. Number four, What We're Walking Out the Door On Inside Out by The Blips. Birmingham Supergroup. Peace out.